The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Welcome back to another week of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. The number 8 in the Bible means new beginnings. And for 17 years, 8 Days of Hope has traveled the country to love and serve the brokenhearted. We help families rebuild their homes for free after natural disasters. About 7,900 families have seen volunteers over the years. And we also have a new arm of the ministry where we build facilities for ministries for free who are providing hope to those who've been rescued from sex trafficking, both adults and children. More information about both of those arms, go to 8daysofhope.com. My name is Steve Tiber. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. And I'm hanging out with my friend with the black scarf around his neck, Mr. Mike Fiella. He is in the house. I am excited to be yes. here. I love when you introduce the show. They, they, the folks can't see it, the great smile that you have. But I'm thinking of the volunteers, 45,000. Oh, my gosh. Just under 45,000 yeah. volunteers at their 17 uh, events. Well, and then you got to figure with the all the other items that we're doing uh you know the oh steve help me out here no so so mike check this out in 17 years those forty-five thousand volunteers have traveled to like 63 different disasters mm-hmm. so we have a rapid response arm Absolutely. we go anywhere in one day to tarp a roof to a chainsaw you know take a tree off someone's property we try to help out the elderly windows widows single moms families in need and we always work through the local church sure and that's sure. so important but Mike, I, I don't know if you saw the latest number, $62 million of work now Incredible. has been done for free because of the eight days of hope volunteers. Praise God. Well, that's what I was stumbling. I'm, I'm looking at some of these numbers. And I'm thinking, how does that happen? <laughs> Only him, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Only him. Absolutely. You know, every week we try to share some God-sized stories from the mission field and so thankful for American Family Radio, who helps get the word out across the country, and also um, WDCX in upstate New York, where we... Uh, tape and do the broadcast yes. every single week. Mike lives in upstate New York, uh, as do I. But Eight Days of Hope, we're actually based in Tupelo, Mississippi. Right. Uh, we have a headquarters, headquarters and a right. training center. Mm-hmm. We have a Northeast satellite in Buffalo, New York, and a Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And so this summer, Mike, it won't be uncommon for us to be in multiple places at one time. So we could be responding to help out you know, tornado victims in Kansas while we're building a safe house for children rescued from sex trafficking in Ohio while we're responding to a hurricane. Sure, with that many leaders, uh, that many volunteers and 181 leaders. I volunteer mean, it, leaders. Vol- right, volunteer yes, leaders. not yes. staff, volunteer okay. leaders. So a very unique organization. And if you want to know more about us, go to 8dsoap.com to sign up for our email alerts. And that's really where it all starts. We'd love to invite you the next time God opened up a door for us to serve somebody in need. And you don't have to be a skilled professional contractor. We have we have less skilled men and Ooh. we have less skilled women. Uh, we're family friendly on our rebuild trips. We yes. were just in Louisiana, Mike, what, three weeks ago during Easter week? That's, and it was a great, great event. Tell the know. listeners a little bit about that event. Well, I'll tell you, when you, yeah, when, when there's uh, 1,500 volunteers and uh, 42 <laughs> states represented, 132 homes, I could go on and on, uh, how many, 39, 35 roofs being fit? 38 roofs 38, were done, okay. yes. You were close. Well, I, but I'll get right on this one. 
$3.1 million yes! worth of work being done. Yes! Are you kidding me? All through me? the local church. And Mike, sure. the stories of families meeting Jesus for the first time. We met That's some at it. dinner. That's it. Uh, I think her name was Maggie, maybe. Miss Maggie stood up. We were interviewing her, and she was talking about the volunteers that were loving on her. And one of them shared their testimony, and there she was, right in front right. of her house, while she was getting a brand new roof done. She gave her hearts to the Lord, sure. and that's what Eight Days of Hope is all about. Well, now, there's a homeowner that received the Lord, and there wasn't there a volunteer yes, that came a teenage, in? Yeah, a teenage girl that came down and went on a missions trip, uh, sponsored by her church. And now she has to go back and tell the church that, hey, guess what happened? But um, now, if they don't welcome her with open arms, she probably shouldn't be going to that church. Oh, that's well, a whole other story. Well. But hey, thank you for joining us. Last week, Mike, we had a unique guest on. We've only oh, done this once before yes. with Rebecca St. James, but we had Ben Fuller on. Uh, Ben Fuller is a brand new Christian music artist that we're going to be partnering with this year as we travel the country with some of these Christian music festivals because we're partnering with CFA, Christian Festival Association. Mm -hmm. But Ben, you know, we played a couple of his songs, Wide Awake, Who I Am. Uh, It was so much fun to have Ben. If you didn't join us, go to our archives on our website and um, listen because that that sure. was an amazing fellowship it, time, it, wasn't it? It's a show you, you don't want to miss. Go back to the archives and, and check it out. And check is, those two songs are great. They're chasing each other in the charts. I can oh, see I that happening. I hope so. I hope you know, so. I hope uh, so. Wide Awake and Who I Am. Yes. Check ben Fuller. Yes. He'll be, uh, and actually, and as he travels the country, Mike, I know he's got a tour coming up with Zach Williams this fall, and I know he's going to be at you know, Kingdom Bound and Sunrise and Life Fest and so many Christian music festivals. He's going to be sharing a little bit about his journey with 8 Days Hope because he, Mike, not only came in and did a concert and led worship one morning, but he was out serving and he was out loving people and he stayed an extra couple. He changed his plane ticket. <laughs> I've never. We, we've always we've been around Christian music for many many years and, uh, but I I haven't seen that in a long time. That, that was pretty that cool. Was awesome. That was pretty cool. Today we are going to do our last show where we talk about Laplace, Louisiana. Uh, we're going to have a couple guests on. Kevin Chun, who is a volunteer leader, he lives in Tupelo, Mississippi. He actually volunteers at our national headquarters and helps oversee our warehouse where we get free things and we donate things to the local church, like building materials and appliances, things like that. But Kevin oversaw the the moving of the materials, Mike. We purchased almost a half a million dollars of building materials. Half a million. (laughs) And and his job was to make sure every site had the materials when they needed it. And, you know, he he had to work with drivers and, and, and project leaders and I don't know how he juggled all those balls, but and he was smiling every single day. Uh, Kevin Chun's going to be our first guest. You just said what I was going to say. I picture Kevin, and he's just smiling, just he like easy, yeah. easy going. And oh yeah, there's so many, uh, well, you know, so much material coming in today. But oh, put some over there. Put some no. But he was just great organizational skills and just a great spirit, great attitude. Uh, when under the gun, he'll smile and get the job done. Mm, amen. <laughs> Such a servant, and actually, his wife I think um, helped with worship a, a morning. Or to maybe yes. Susie we were we were into it for a couple of days and uh he came up to me Kevin came up he said do you mind if my wife uh sings uh she she loves oh, worship and okay. just some I said come on bring her bring her to the rehearsal I like that and she rehearsed with us like she's been playing with us or singing with us for the, oh. every event you know she's really it was a blessing so Kevin Chun's gonna be our first guest our second guest after our first break will be Shelby Webster uh, her and her husband are volunteer leaders. They live uh, outside, in between Buffalo and Rochester, New York. And Mike, two things happened while uh, two things happened. One before and one during the event. Her and her husband decided to bring their youth group, 
in in a couple vans, and they drove from Rochester, New York, to outside of New Orleans, Laplace, with a bunch of teenagers. Okay, a couple of vans, <laughs> maybe like five vans. Right, it was like a oh caravan. Oh how, how many students? Are you, you know, did you think? I, I think about twenty twenty five. Oh, but come on, we're going to ask her and learn more about that because you know I think someone's out there listening today. They're a youth leader, and they've been looking for mission trips. Eightdaysofhope.com. Sign up for our email alerts. We love you to join us. But she also did something very unique during the event. We're not going to tell the listeners yet. We'll wait for the interview. Okay. But Shelby raised, helped us raise thousands of dollars because she offered to do something very unique. And yes. we're going to uh, have her on in just a little bit as well. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Love Shelby. Love her enthusiasm and Chris and their whole family. Just amazing sure. people. Hey, Mike, we have something coming up this Tuesday night, May 10th. Okay. Every quarter we have a quarterly conference call where um, we share some information about the ministry, but then callers or people that call in or we call, we'll talk about that in a minute, you can ask questions about you know Eight Days of Hope and what God is doing. And so um, here's some information. On May 10th at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, we're, we're going to call you if we have your phone number. If not, you can call this number, 888-231-5462. 888-231-5462. And we have a 30-minute conference call, which we'll be telling you all the updates about AD. I mean, you'll be fully in the loop of what's going on so, with so Eight Steve, Days of Hope. Anybody can call that number and get in, right? It isn't just for leaders. Right. Um, it's just you want some information, you want to hear what's going on. So, yeah, call that number. 888-232-5462. And that's, that's uh, May 10th, which is Tuesday. I'm sorry. Tuesday, May 10th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. That's our quarterly conference call. And one other thing, too, just very quickly, Friday, if you are a church leader, a business leader, if you've ever heard about something called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo, if you live in southern Ontario, western New York, you can stop in on May 13th at 10 in the morning at the Matt Urban Center. We want to tell you about what's going on in western New York this summer in July. A lot going on. Exciting. Eight Days of Hope. Mike, uh, we know that we are working on another safe house in Jackson, Tennessee. Okay. We're partnering with Scarlet Rope. It's a ministry that is going to be providing hope to women who've been rescued from sex trafficking. Our skilled volunteers will be there for the last two weeks of May, and we okay. need to be praying for them. We At this point, we're not yes. looking for any more volunteers, but we're so thankful that so many have said yes to be a part of the solution of a very serious problem. Yeah, and keep it in prayer because it's a different kind of outreach. It's not like big, uh, all the T-shirts and everything that we would do that you hear a lot more about. we got to be discreet, but we have to be, we're very intentional about getting these houses up and running for those that have been rescued. Yeah, you know, women and children who have been rescued from trafficking, they have nowhere to go, and, and so they need emotional help, physical help, spiritual help. And we're partnering with ministries around the country including ministries like Not Today in Indianapolis, which is led by Frank and Linda Wright, nottoday.org, K-N-O-T, nottoday.org. Mike, we are, we are building Tim Tebow's foundation's first safe house where they're going to offer counseling for free in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's coming up in August, so we're really okay. excited to announce that partnership. Really? Yes. So Exciting. love Tim's heart. Um, a lot of his closer friends call him Timmy. I don't. I call him Tim. Um, one of our pastor's friends, and Pastor Jacob down in Louisiana, calls him Timmy because he's Timmy. Like one of his pastors. But I call him Tim. How can you? You're not that close in just no, yet. No, no. I'm, not, not, I'm never going to call him Timmy. He's a, he's a big boy. But uh, yeah, so we're excited. So if you're gifted with your hands, if you're a handyman, handy woman, you've been a contractor, an electrician, you're a plumber, you know how to do flooring, email us at safehouse at eightdaysofhope.com. 
safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. And we will invite you wherever we go. Mike, later this year, we've got a major project, a $6 million facility. And we are going to lead this project from day number one till we give the keys. And it's going to be in Ohio. The name of the ministry is called Safe Harbor. Okay. And we're going to be partnering with with Safe Harbor with a lot of people. We'll be looking for volunteers over a six-month span. So we're starting from scratch on this one here. From the dirt work, the survey, clearing the trees, doing the mechanicals. But we're going to be looking for contractors who want to bring their crews in for a week. And we're going to have a schedule laid out where if you're an electrician, you would come in these three weeks. And if you're a plumber, what a great opportunity, Mike, for a contractor to give back for the kingdom. And especially to the cause. Think about your grandchildren. Think about your children. Think about those in your community that have been um, rescued and that are still, you know, just need a whole new life start. And that's what you're doing. That's what we're doing. And people think, and we're going to be careful because we know there's people driving in cars in in North Carolina with kids in the backseat. So we're not going to cross any lines. But sex trafficking, human trafficking is the fastest growing crime in the world. Mm. Right after drugs, it's it's the second uh, second biggest revenue producer, and so this is happening just not in the big cities of New York City or Atlanta or Chicago. Yes, it happens there, but it's happening in Wichita, Kansas, and Greensboro, North Carolina, and South Haven, Mississippi. This is happening all across the country, and we as the church, I mean, we should be the leaders to one help prevent this. And then when we can't prevent it or it happens, we need to find a way to show Jesus to somebody who feels hopeless. And so please, if you're interested in that arm of the ministry, uh, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. And a quick shout out to Joyce Myers Ministries. They have a uh, outreach arm called Hand of Hope. And Hands of Hope is partnered with 8 Days of Hope to mm-hmm. try to... Uh, help, well, they're helping underwrite that arm of the ministry That's for right. us. So thankful for Joyce and David Myers and the others um, there in Benton, Missouri. So thankful for their partnership as well. Hmm. I'm telling you, Steve, I can, when we start talking about the safe houses, I can almost say, hey, you know, let's, let's take a month off and go to every church that will invite us. And let's bring in an awareness to this. Because it is the local church, as you've said, that we really can get the the, the best word out. Uh, but it needs the encouragement now to get that done Amen. and get that word out. But, okay. Eightdaysofhope.com, eightdaysofhope.com. If you go there today, you'll also see the recap video from our time in Laplace, Louisiana, just a couple weeks ago. Hey, when we come back in a minute, we're going to be talking to Kevin Shun. He's a volunteer leader based in Tupelo, Mississippi, where our national headquarters is at. And he was the man in charge of moving around a half a million dollars of building yes. materials yes. over an eight-day span. Better him wait, than us. <laughs> wait till you hear his story. We'll be back in a minute. you listen to Hope Reigns as a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with Eight Days of Hope. Do you know the fastest-growing crime in America and across the world is human trafficking? We're talking about millions of lives, even children. You know, I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take off its blinders and end this human tragedy. And this isn't only just happening in Las Vegas or New Orleans or overseas. This is happening right here in our backyards. You know, God has opened the door for us to partner with existing ministries across the country who are serving survivors of human trafficking. And for 14 days and sometimes longer, we take skilled volunteers, tradesmen and women, come together to help build a remodel facility for free to provide a safe place to get the emotional 
physical and spiritual healing that survivors need. This year, we have projects around the country. We're going to be doing framing and drywall, painting, electrical work, and so much more. And so if you're skilled in a trade, please contact us at safehouse at 8dayshope.com or for more information, go to the website 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Stand in front of the mirror But I don't like who's looking back at me Wish I could see things clearer Oh, like who I'm supposed to be In every trial, lift me higher Through the fire, hold me tighter Remind me again that I was made for more Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tyra hanging out with Mike Fiella. And Mike, you know, uh, during our Eight Days of Hope 17 outreach in Laplace, Louisiana, we purchased slightly under a half a million dollars of building materials. Oh, really? I mean, because that's what you need to help 132 families take the next step. And we had to find somebody that could, quote, manage the warehouse. And, and their job was simple. Your job is to purchase, you know, $454,000 of materials and then make sure that these 132 families have the materials at their site when the volunteers show up. But besides that, you can hang out all you so, want. So you use the word simple. When we bring Kevin on, let's ask him how uh, simple that is. Uh, Kevin Chun, welcome, my man. How are you, my friend? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great this morning. So, Kevin. It does sound simple the way you say that. <laughs> Kevin, brother. Mike and I were talking in the first segment. You, you didn't you didn't hear it because you were on hold, but we were talking about you seemed pretty darn calm during that trip. <laughs> and and I know that there were some things going on, but looking back, how in the heck did you pull that off? Well, I, I think I've uh, tend to have a knack for for that, but um, I've just always been able to um, roll with the punches, take it as it comes try to smile and, and uh, have some humor in whatever the situation. I know that we're there just to, to help uh, do the best we can and, and go with it. So, Kevin, there's there's companies out there that do this for a living, that own a contractor business or they purchase products. How did you pull off finding almost a half a million dollars of building material products during a pandemic where there's shortages everywhere was, I mean, was it just picked up one phone, make one phone call was done or how did that come together? For the most part, yes, we picked up, uh, made one phone call. We have a, a national partner, um, a supplier that we deal with. They have divisions 
actually throughout the country. Uh, I was able to connect with one of those, and I was able to get maybe 80 to 90% of the material we needed just through that one one phone call, that one source. I uh, had to uh, find a couple other sources for some other items, but uh, it went pretty well. So, Kevin, describe for us what you get up in the morning, you get done with morning devotions and breakfast. What do you, what are you, what are you experiencing, or what are you afraid of at the? No, I'm only kidding. What, what did you, what's your day like? Well, the day like at the event is uh, first um, to to have the warehouse open, have it ready, uh, have it uh, organized, of course, so that we can find uh, the volunteers can find the material that they need. But then also to start to schedule the delivery. So not only do we purchase and warehouse, but we also act as uh, just as the big box stores would deliver the stuff, we have to start doing that. So sure. volunteers mm-hmm. roll in just as they would do to a store, and uh, we just start to uh, put the request together and help our customers, as we call them, throughout the morning or throughout the entire day and, and then deliver as they need. And uh, as we get requests for other items that are needed, we just try to source those and uh, get those delivered to the site. So, so Kevin, um, there was a contractor there, and I was talking to him, and he said, you know, Steve, I'm having a hard time getting roofing shingles and windows and, and insulation, and, and, I, and I come into your warehouse. And that's what happens, Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go somewhere and you have 1,500 volunteers coming in, sure. you don't want a volunteer standing around waiting for anything. So one of the things that Kevin had to do prior to the event, ATS Hope had to do, is we had to secure a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Now, it just so happened that the warehouse was at the same place that Excellent. we were sleeping the volunteers and feeding them and doing worship and devotion. Yes. So, you know, thankfully he just had to walk over there. But you had to pre-buy all this stuff, Kevin. I mean, you started... I mean, weeks, maybe even uh, six, eight weeks before the event. How, how long does it take for you to put that list together? And when do you actually start making those calls? We start making those calls really as soon as we know or we have a plan as where we're going. We want to touch base with uh, any supplier. If it's that uh, national supplier, we want to touch base with the division that's uh, closest, that's going to be able to help us. Uh, we start to formulate an idea plan with the uh, volunteer leaders that are in charge of construction through all aspects of the construction, all the different trades. We talk about what uh, we're seeing, you know, boots on the ground are seeing as far as assessments and um, case study. And uh, we start talking about that. And then as we go through assessments, we refine our list. And, uh, you know, sometimes we may have to take make changes throughout that process, but just just start communicating as early as we can. And we had a great, great partner there at the church when they had um, employees that worked in there, that worked in that warehouse area, that were able to take receipt of a lot of the materials um, even a few weeks ahead of time and start to bring it in, unload it, store it there. So it worked very, very well. We were blessed to be able to be at that site and, and have that warehouse readily available. It's right there um, next to where our worship area was. Couldn't ask for anything better. Mike, I remember showing up. I showed up Monday. Uh, you know, ADS Hope 17 starts on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. But I showed up Monday, and by Wednesday morning, just walking through the warehouse with Kevin, because I only went into the warehouse area maybe like three or four times right. more in that in a minute. But I remember walking down and seeing the roofing shingles, and they had all the j- jobs laid out there, the mm-hmm. roofing shingles and the drip edge and the felt and, 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 and the underlayment and all the things they needed. You know, 38 roofs, 38 families 
had roofing done. Actually, 42 families had roofing done. 38 complete roofs were done, Mike, in eight days. In, I mean, it rained a couple days, but just the way that Kevin and the team and the volunteers, and we're talking about volunteers. I mean, Kevin doesn't get a paycheck, but he's using his gifts, right, and working with other volunteers, purchasing the materials, then finding a way to separate them, uh, and then to get them out. In in Kevin, a typical day, how many times, you know, doing 132 homes in eight days, how many times does your phone ring someone saying, hey, I need two more pieces of plywood, or I need a box of nails? Does that happen a lot, or do they send people back, or how does that all work? Uh, Steve, I've um, I've lost count. I've learned not to count and keep up with that. You know, um, the phone rings sure. uh, throughout the entire day into the afternoon, uh, either to me or uh, maybe someone else is running the warehouse for those deliveries. It doesn't matter what size of a load or what material is needed. If we can facilitate that crew on site to, to stay at work, and if we have someone that is available to take um, a trailer load of lumber or maybe it's a couple of cans of, of paint that they need so that they can sure. keep working, right. that's what we do. But th- the phone calls just go all day long. And uh, you mentioned having all of that stuff um, um, laid out, ready to go, pre-delivered. I've got to hand it to some of our other volunteer leaders. Uh, they get there during the pre-week, and they start to line their jobs up. Mm-hmm. And they came into that warehouse, and they started gathering the material, uh, putting it together by job, and then worked with a team, you know, their own team. Kind of a, uh, I, I didn't have to do much on that aspect of it and okay. got that stuff delivered mm-hmm. so that day one started. A lot of that material was on site, and that was due to those other volunteer leaders. So. Kevin, I'm going to throw you a little curve here. Oh, no. Okay? Here we go. Here Hang we on. Go. Oh, goodness. All okay. right. I'm not sure I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I room with a guy that worked in the warehouse. His name was Stephen. Oh, <laughs> Stephen the Fourth. I know him. Yeah, you know him real well. Yeah. And he would come into the room at, at night and just right right to the bed, just crash. He says, I've worked so hard today in that warehouse. I'm just oh, so tired. Gosh. And uh, so what it was Stephen really all that good, or did you work him to death? <laughs> he was on a forklift all day. Come on, right, Kevin? How did he work out for you? Oh, Stephen worked great. He he did work on that forklift. Uh, he was able to move some uh, items around. But, hey, there there's physical labor in there. We do have yes. to um, load the material, unload material. So, yeah, Stephen uh, was a great, great benefit. Uh, loved having him there. Uh, he did work hard. He, he enjoyed hey, it. Not only did he help me in the warehouse, he helped some other crews uh, for part of that week running a skid steer, yes. I think working on uh, cutting right. trees and yes. stuff off of some homes. Yeah. That's awesome. That's right. That right. <laughs> uh, talking to Kevin Chun, and you're listening to Hope Reigns as a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Kevin Chun is one of the 180 leaders who um, serve with Eight Days of Hope, and actually 110 of them went to Laplace, Louisiana during Eight Days of Hope 17. We just mm. wrapped up our 17th rebuilding trip where 132 families met volunteers during Easter week and over $3 million of work was done. Families' lives were changed forever for eternity. Yes. Uh, new followers of Jesus because they saw Jesus in action. Kevin, when you look back at Laplace and it's six months from now, two years from now, what will, what will you remember from this outreach? I'll remember the worship. Um, oh. I'll remember the the volunteers that I met, whether they were in you know the area we were talking about the warehouse a lot, or whether it was in the the worship, uh, devotion, the meals. I love meeting all the volunteers, and I love meeting those uh, some of those for the first time because. Mm-hmm. 
We make friends for life. But to hear all of the work that is done in Christ's name throughout the community, um, you know, I, I don't get to go out into the community a whole lot with what I do at these events. So I kind of live those events uh, or, or live those um, experiences through the volunteers that come and work and work in those homes. And then the homeowner interviews, we get to hear from them. Those are the things that I always remember from all these events. But it's also, you know, some of the best church that I get to go Amen. to That's are nice. these events. Amen. It is the best church. And as a matter of fact, uh, I saw a group with a shirt on. Um, they all had matching shirts. And I really love that shirt. It says, the church has left the building. Mm. And that, you know, lets us know that the church is not the four walls that we might sit in on a Sunday morning, but the church is the people. And those people were getting out of the building, as all these volunteers were, and going into a community, um, you know, the next community, or maybe several states away, just to love and serve. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember about these events. I'll remember Laplace for a long time. Well, Kevin, you, and you mentioned first worship, and uh, just a shout out to to you for uh, bringing your wife to the forefront, yeah, Susie, Susie. She joined us for worship, and yeah. I'll tell you, it brought the worship to uh, the next level. It was just so good to have her join us too. So, uh, I, I, I thanked her in a, in, a, in a text. You thank her again for us. Yeah, and I and I didn't know that she sang, Kevin. It's funny, is because I I did I was doing something as always talking probably, and and I turned around and I thought, man, something sounds a little bit different. I didn't know she sang, man. That, Great. Do do you sing, Kevin? I, well, no. See, I was asked by someone, Mike. I won't say who it was, but I was asked when you guys were on stage. I walked close by to one of your practices, and I was uh, I was recruited. I, you know, hey, when you want to get up here? Come on. Well, I uh, I had to say no, but I, I knew of a great substitute. There yes, you my go. wife can sing. She's been oh, singing for years. She's That's got crazy. a beautiful voice. Good job. So I mentioned her name, and I said, hey, I'll get her in there. Went back to her and said, hey. Would you like to help? Maybe, uh, you know, this is how it happened. I'll say something to Mike. We'll see what happens with that. Mike, I am glad you uh, did invite her in. That's great. It really blessed her, and I think everyone was blessed to hear her voice. It did add add a wonderful uh, voice to all you guys up there. Talking to Kevin Chun, one of our leaders, he's based in Tupelo, Mississippi, where Eight Days of Hope is actually headquartered at, uh, right outside of Tupelo. It's our training center as well, uh, facilities up in the Northeast, Midwest, in Buffalo and Cedar Rapids. And we just finished wrapping up our 17th rebuilding trip. Kevin, when you hear now that $62 million of work has been done in 17 years, $62 million of work, um, because just a simple phone call of someone's calling somebody saying, hey, let's let's go help out a family in need. When, when you think about those numbers, and you know that 45,000 people have served with this ministry, what goes through your mind? I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at what God can do with, um, it's seemingly a, a small amount of people. Uh, Steve, I've heard you say this many times, and, and I love how humble you are and say this, is that we're just not that smart. We're just not that good. God is good. Amen. God is amazing. Amen. When I'm at these events and then after these events, I hear it from people say, I cannot believe 
how organized this is. I can't believe how smooth this went. I can't believe this. You know, God puts that together. Yeah, we, yeah. we're not that good. We're not, we're not that uh, organized, I don't right. think. I mean, yes, we are. But I think God put it together. God just makes it work. So I'm amazed at the amount of work that can get done in a small amount of time uh-huh. for uh, or with a small amount of people. And I hear these God stories about how things are done. 38 roofs. How does that happen? <laughs> it, it can't happen. It doesn't. There you go. But yet somehow it does with Christ, only through Christ. Amen. Amen. Talking to Kevin Chun. Kevin, before we let you go, now I hear there's a rumor that, Mike. Oh, goodness. Mike, I just want to tell you something, Mike. Okay. People think I only talk when I go to Eight Days of Hope, but I actually help unloaded some returns from a job site. And Hmm. so this is how it works, Mike. Okay. Okay. We're good enough friends where we can be honest. This is just between me and you. Okay. But whenever I do something physically, everyone like pulls out their phones to take a picture. <laughs> and and so I'm, you know, I, I go to the warehouse area, there was a return of some product. And so I go over there, and I pick up a bundle of something and I turn it around, I start and all of a sudden I hear click, click, click. click I'm click. like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so Kevin, I'm willing to make a donation to any charity that you know to get that picture out because I don't want, I don't want to ruin the image of not doing the physical work, but there is one out there anyways. Right, Kevin? <laughs> Hey, Mike, have you ever seen a flying buffalo? <laughs> oh, oh come on now. Flying buffalo, right? You, you, you've got to take a picture. You've got to have video proof. You've got to have picture proof. Oh, man. Because you just don't see that very oh, much. I know. I so know. when those things do happen, I when they you. do happen, I hear you. you you've got to get proof of that. Oh, so man. I do have some proof. Oh, uh, yes. At least there was a, a pose of someone <laughs> next to some material. There might have been some okay. physical labor. All right. All right. I'm going to text you, and I need to, I need to see this. Yeah, 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 you do, you do. Kevin, love you, brother. Thank you for your heart. Thank your wife for being a part of Eight Days of Hope. Um, we appreciate you, Father. We thank you for Kevin and Susie. Yes. And Lord, we just yes. pray a blessing over them, Lord. Mm-hmm. They have been such a blessing to this ministry, Eight Days of Hope. Father, they've been a blessing to me and my family. That's right. And Lord, I just pray a hedge of protection around them and their extended family. Thank you for Kevin's leadership. Thank you for his organizational skills, mm-hmm. the way that he leads a warehouse to provide all those materials in yes. just eight days, Lord. That's It's got to be you. Mm-hmm. But we thank you that you use him and you fill him with strength strength, and wisdom on how to be able mm-hmm. to pull this off. And bless him as he's blessed us and uh, bless his family. In Jesus' name we pray. That's right. Amen. Amen. Kevin, we Amen. love you, brother. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Mike. God bless you. You too. Kevin Chun, one of the volunteer leaders with Eight Days of Hope. Mike, we got to go to break, but just a humble leader, just a humble Absolutely. servant. Absolutely, I I can picture his face while we were here in the studio and when we were down on Laplace, and it was just a, a man of peace, yeah. a smile, and yeah. uh, okay, we'll we'll get it done, you know, like yeah. and all this noise and stuff's yeah. going in the background, and he's getting it done. You know, I, and I told him our budget was, you know, I told him what our budget was, and. And when the bills came in, to see how close he came to that budget, too. Yes. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we, we had to raise all those dollars. I mean, you're talking about raising seven, dollars $800,000 to, sure. to help do $3 million of work. And, and by mm-hmm. the way, if you want to donate, you can still do it. We haven't closed those books yet. You can do that online at 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. Or you can mail a donation. Uh, we always tell people, pray for the ministry. Consider volunteering like Kevin. Or you can donate. And you can do that by sending a check to our mailing address that's found on our website at 8dayshope.com or our Facebook page, 8 Days of Hope. Or you can mail it to P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi, M-S, 
3808 Tupelo, Mississippi 38803. Hey, when we come back in a minute, we're going to be talking to Shelby Webster. Shelby and Chris brought down a boatload of kids to Louisiana and uh, can't wait to hear about their story. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. During the past 16 years, over 8,000 families have experienced the hope of Jesus following a natural disaster through the help of almost 45,000 volunteers. God has also given us the chance to build and renovate facilities to bring safety and healing to survivors of human trafficking. The Rapid Response Ministry has been busier than ever with 44 deployments over the last 18 years. And then this year, we're excited to announce a brand new focus, mass feeding. When a disaster hits across the country, our mass feeding ministry will show up and serve those who have lost everything, families who are hungry and simply need a chance to enjoy a hot meal. The goal is simple, to provide up to 8,000 meals every day for up to eight days for this community. It's free to volunteer with 8 Days of Hope. We provide the food and lodging. All you have to do is show up and be the hands and feet of Jesus. For more information about this growing ministry, please go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. young you called my name I tried to run but still you came and you stepped into the dark cause that's just the kind of God you are when heaven seems beyond my reach you still see eternity turning ashes into art cause that's just the kind of God you are it's in the empty tomb it's on the rugged cross your death defying love is written in your scars you'll never quit on me you'll always hold my heart cause that's the kind of God you are Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We are messengers. God, you are their latest. And they'll be traveling the country with Eight Days of Hope this year at Christian music festivals from coast to coast. And this week on our website, we're going to unveil a page where you'll see where we're going to be at. We're going to be with Darren from We Are Messengers, with Ben Fuller, with Skillet Newsboys for King and Country. I mean, all the artists that you love will be with us. 
as we travel the country and share about Eight Days of Hope. So go to the website, 8dayshope.com. Probably Friday this week, you'll be able to buy tickets to festivals. You'll see a link to We Are Messengers page, Ben Fuller's page, and so much more. So excited about that. But now, Mike, Mm -hmm. uh, taking a break from doing what she's doing. She's outside. I can hear that wind blowing just a little bit. But I I am so excited for Shelby Webster. Shelby, how are you, my friend? Welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. First of all, you and your husband, who live outside of Rochester, New York, between Buffalo and Rock, what is the name of the town you live in? Mount Morris. Sure it is. Mount Morris. Okay. So, Mike, check this out. Shelby and Chris, they've been volunteer leaders with 8 Days Hope for many years. They brought carloads of kids to 8 Days of Hope 17. Shelby, how many kids did you actually bring with you? We brought 23 with us. Oh, come on. Come on. And did all 23 leave with you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my gosh. So, so here's a youth group. Travels. How many miles was it? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. It was over 24 hours to get there, but I don't know how many miles. So, so you left Rochester, New York area. Where did you stop halfway? Was that Ohio or Kentucky? Where did you stop? We stopped in Franklin, Kentucky. Oh, nice. Ooh, okay. nice I don't know who that is. And then you made the journey, and then you served there, what, is it five or six days? We were there five days, and then had to leave again on Friday to be home Saturday night so that we'd be there for Easter with our family. Sure, sure. Go ahead, Mike. So, so I, I, my mind's still spinning about this. We stopped in Kentucky with 25? 20, yeah, 23 so, kids. So 23. So where, where, what did you do? I mean, did you pitch tents or did you, how did you, did you stay there for the night? We actually spent the night in a hotel and made sure that there was a pool so the kids could uh, burn some energy. Oh, oh my That's awesome. <laughs> so how, yeah. how, how much time and effort does it take to plan a missions trip? with 23 youth chaperones and to travel 24 hours in vehicles to go serve for five days to travel 24 hours back to get home in time for Easter? (laughs) Uh, It took a couple of months just getting, you know, people to sign up, getting people really to just know what we really wanted to share, what eight days was about. Um, I mean, a lot of people in our church are familiar with it because of Chris and I, Um, but wanting to get our youth involved. The kids have been asking us about it for years. I mean, my children have served in Buffalo with us, but haven't had the opportunity to do a rebuild, so they were excited. Mm. Um, and then just all that planning and getting it together, but it wasn't that bad. So how many vehicles traveled the country? Was that three, four, five? We had three. Okay. We had two 12-passenger um, vans and then another minivan. And, and what did it smell like? <laughs> well, well oh I'll tell you. <laughs> I had to ask. It's the one Sneakers. time that you're happy you actually had COVID and couldn't smell. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh my. Talking to Shelby Webster, uh, a volunteer leader with Eight Days of Hope, her and her husband Chris and some other chaperones traveled 24 hours to serve in Laplace, Louisiana. Let's talk about Laplace. You went down there with the kids, and, and you saw that here we are seven months after Hurricane Ida, and the need was still real. When you showed up and you started getting out and seeing some of the homes that we were working on, what were you thinking about? You know, I think it's amazing for the kids to just see that, you know, the news reports may have stopped, but these people are still hurting and need help. And we need people to step up and help out. And I think it was eye-opening for the kids to arrive and still see tarps, you know, blue tarps everywhere, or homes and businesses that are just still not even open. And then arriving in some of the homes for them to just see what people have been living in. Um, 
it definitely that's the things that pulls at your heartstrings and gives compassion to others. And I think that's what so many of youth are lacking today. And so I think it was just that's a great opportunity for kids to be able to see and experience. So, Shelby, had 23 students. There's, I mean, it had to be something that was said on the way home or maybe after the fact now that really made an impression. On, and is anything particularly was said by any one of the students that you can uh, share with us? They can't wait to come again and want to know what the next one is. And they said, oh, now we great. know what you mean, Mrs. Webster, when you say that you get addicted to it and you just don't want to stop. I'm sure. like, yes, that's it. How do you keep track of 23 kids? I mean, I know you have a chaperone for every four or five kids, but uh, did you ever feel like you were hurting cats? Was there always one or two that you were just like, all right, where is he? Where is she? Um, how I do actually you... think that's, that's more the adult. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, there you go. There's the inside scoop, right? Yeah. No, it, it wasn't that bad. Um, we stayed in groups. So we had a group um with we traveled with the three different vehicles really what we try to do and send them off to three different areas okay they had, at first wanted to just serve together and i let them the first day but then i said you know i i really wanted to encourage them to spread their wings and meet new people Good. because to me that's Trip. what eight days was all about mm-hmm. i mean when every when anyone ever comes with us i'm always like don't serve with me. I'm like, not because I don't love you, because I do. But go and meet new people, because that was my favorite part of eight days. I said, I have family all over the country now. Sure. And that's one of the best things about it. Is you just meet so many people, and you, um, it opens your eyes to, to others, who they are, where they come from. Um, great laughs. I mean, we have some funny people at Eight Days of Hope. <laughs> we do, we do. And we're talking to one, Shelby Webster, which we're going to talk about another situation here in a minute. What, what kind of tasks did the, the, the a lot of a lot of people think? Well, if I bring my kids, what are they going to do on a missions trip? They're just going to get in the way, and and you know maybe they'll make sandwiches. But what were some of the tasks that the youth group actually participated in? So one of our groups um, installed flooring. All of the kids installed oh. flooring. Um, our pastor actually, um, his uncle had a flooring business, so he's very proficient in, in installing flooring and he taught the kids. And so he buddied them up and all the kids were doing different rooms and they installed flooring in two homes when they were there. That's amazing. Really? Yeah, it was fantastic. And and that's, and that's good because a lot of times, you know, some, some organizations and maybe even us from time to time, you know, go to the park and pick up garbage or, you know, take a paintbrush and paint that fence. There's nothing wrong with that, Mm -hmm. but there's something about meeting the families who've been waiting for seven months for someone to show up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Shelby, do you have enough material now to write a manual (laughs) for those that want to bring their youth groups? (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. You know, I think being a teacher and having OCD and being really organized helps. (laughs) Yes, I guess. Oh, man, I I can relate. You know what's fun, Mike, too, when you see youth groups on a mission trip with Eight Days of Hope? Mm -hmm. And by the way, welcome to Hope Reigns. My name's Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiel. We just left Louisiana Easter week where 1,500 volunteers traveled the country with Eight Days of Hope. And God allowed us to help 132 families either finish their homes or take huge steps forward. 38 roofs, 60 families had drywall and carpentry work. I think uh, 11 families had their homes painted. We worked on a, a park in, at Regella Park, a community project. All this was done in Laplace, Louisiana, in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida. And we're talking to Shelby Webster. She lives upstate New York, but her and her husband and some other uh, people who might not uh, be mentally stable, decided to take 23 kids. No, no, I'm kidding. They took 23 kids, Mike, uh, sure. down there. When you were down there, uh, were there any experiences that happened that you didn't expect that was like 
oh, this was really cool? Was it was it the Christian Mardi Gras night? Was it Ben Fuller? Was there anything that happened that like, wow, this really helped us kind of complete the week here? Um, gosh, Mardi Gras was an absolute ball. Um, <laughs> the, I, I don't the Christian think version. Any yes. clue? <laughs> yes, the Christian version. They had no idea of what it even was. So it's kind of funny. They're like, I want to go to New Orleans, and they're like, Why? What's there? And I'm like, Hi, Mardi Gras. They're like, What's that? Uh, so just <laughs> band coming in. It was like, oh my word, what is going on? I mean, there's always Steve always has something up his sleeve. And you never know what to expect. <laughs> oh yeah, which is what we all enjoy. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, I think they may have enjoyed me up on stage getting my hair cut. Oh wait, wait, wait. Um, okay, we were gonna save that, but since you brought it up, so so Mike, check this out. <laughs> okay, Shelby shows up and she's got uh-huh. a full head of hair. I mean, it, I it was it was like you know middle back length, maybe a little bit higher than middle, but. She comes to me and and how did that even happen, Shelby? You were look we were looking to raise some money and and did you approach us or did we approach you? Well, it started with me always getting the men to cut their beards to raise money. That's right. Okay, that's right. That's yeah. You were the one back in Tupelo, Mississippi, convincing Ron Malone to shave half of his beard for two days so he'd go out and serve somebody, Mike, with a half a beard. I mean, like, the left side of his face was clean, and we raised money, and that's Crazy. right. So that was, you, that was you were the brainchild. Well, I was the brainchild of Benton PA, okay. actually. Okay. And I don't know if that came before Ron or not. Okay. I don't remember. Sure. So that's where I remember it starting with uh, the men in Benton, PA. And so then I was like, ooh, but, you know, maybe I need to donate my hair then if yes. still raise money. Ooh, yeah. So that's what we did. We, we marched her on stage, Mike, and we sat her down. Okay. And I had a, a, I was looking for some scissors. I couldn't find any. <laughs> and, and so Don Dabney had a chainsaw that in, in all the equipment, the chaps, the helmet. Oh, no. And he comes walking around the curtains with the chainsaw blaring, <laughs> saying that he was going to cut Shelby's hair. You've seen Chris's face. Her, you know, So you'd think like he'd be scared. He's like, yeah, yeah, baby, let's do it. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. That's your wife. What are you kidding me? But, but anyways, we end up raising thousands of dollars, didn't we, Shelby? Yeah. Yeah, we did. It was so exciting. I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, even if I just get like $200, at least it's going to something good. Yes. And then it was like, I think it was like $2,700. Oh, $2,739.24 was given. And and you had about six, seven, eight inches taken off, right? Oh, it was a lot more than that. Was it? So you have to have 10 to donate. Okay. And um, I ended up giving about 13 inches. Wow. So, yeah. So, so two things were going on, Mike. So, okay. we, you know, we had a couple guys that, you know, in their genetics just haven't been kind to them. And, and, <laughs> and they're always looking for something to put on top of their head. And right. they saw an opportunity. So that was number one. And then I had to kind of fight them off. And um, <laughs> the, the other thing, there were people in the crowd, you know, we raised $2,700. But there are people like, you know, I asked people, hey, you know, could we get to five grand if she just goes bald? And that, that was an option for about three seconds before Shelby gave me that look that I've only seen from Charmaine a couple times in my life. Yeah, right. Like, I don't think so. Now, that is the one time I saw Chris get a little excited, Shelby. He was like, I don't think so. Oh, um, boy. Thank you, though, Shelby, for doing that. So I, I, I do have an off-the-wall question with this. I, I, I've been raised with nothing but sisters in my life and my wife and, and my daughters. And um, 
So, and every time they have anything done with their hair, it's like almost like a traumatic oh experience. Gosh, yes, like, oh my, my, yes. my. Well, how did you feel after you got? Oh. I mean, I know what you you're raising money and good cause, but how did you personally feel after all, all of a sudden you, you got what? How many inches taken off? Thirteen inches. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. So, what was going through your mind at the time? It was shocking. I was not prepared for how short it was. Um, but at the same time, so we raised money for eight days, but I also donated it to oh, kids with cancer. Oh, yes. Um, nice. And this is like the ninth time I've actually donated my hair, oh, but I man. haven't done it in like four or five years. Okay. So okay. I don't know. But yeah, I just, at the same time, I know it will grow back and it's not about me. So, sure, sure. I understand. I understand. And that's yeah. who you are, Shelby. And that's why we love you and Chris and your family. You guys are, you just love being the hands and feet of Jesus. And, um, you know, you, you normally aren't going to be the one on the stage with the chainsaw trying to cut the hair, right? <laughs> but, but I'm thankful that, you know, you did what you did. I'm thankful that you and your husband traveled the country with 23 youth. If you're listening today mm-hmm. and you're a leader at a youth group, Consider joining 8 Days of Hope. To sign up for our email alerts, go to 8dayshope.com. Just submit your email address, and we'll invite you. you got to go. I know we got to let you go, but just one last thing. So uh, Ben Fuller and 8 Days of Hope, we are messengers in 8 Days of Hope. You know, we've kind of started these relationships where they're out there um, using their gifts, and they're telling people about 8 Days of Hope. And I know that you are a leader at a Christian music festival in upstate New York called Kingdom Bound. Just speak for a minute. That's all we have, and that's all you have. But try to encourage people who've never gone to a Christian music festival to take a step and find a festival in their region and go. Why is it important for a family like yours who've been going to Christian music festivals, and why should someone do that? I'll tell you what. When I first did my very first Kingdom Bound um, festival, my life was changed forever. Uh, I wasn't the same person afterwards. To really see people um, that love the Lord, worshiping the Lord, changing their lives, to see teens up there. I remember um, Lecrae was there. I mean, which is, I mean, everyone has their own genres of music, something I never listened to. And I wasn't, you know, but seeing the kids worship the Lord through him was just life-changing for me. I couldn't Mm -hmm. believe it. Um, it, So it's eye-opening, but to just go and be with like-minded people. You walk away changed, and to hear some of the stories behind the music that we listen to daily, um, you have a greater sense of that music and what it means. Um, Amen. Amen. Yeah, those are just, those are the things. She, so. she she not only takes the youth group there, but she also volunteers there, Mike, because that's who Shelby is. <laughs> Shelby Webster, one of the volunteer leaders, give a shout out to Chris. Now he's a Dolphins fan. We're Bills fans, yeah. Mike. Oh boy. So we'll pray um, for him. Yeah, well, yeah, we we have been praying for him. I mean, we've only beat him by like thirty points the last seven games, but that's only a story. Uh hey, thank you, Shelby. I appreciate you. I know you have a meeting yes. and we gotta let you go, but thank you for who you are in Jesus. Yes. Who yes. who you are mm-hmm. as friends of the ministry. And I'm just thankful that the Tibers and the Websters get to hang out a little bit here and there. We love you guys, and we'll see you at Kingdom Bound uh, this summer. Mm -hmm. All righty. We'll see you guys then. Thank you. God God bless bless you. you. Shelby Webster, one of the volunteer leaders at AD's Hope. 13 inches of hair lost. You know what I love, though? They brought the youth group down. I mean, we're we're coming out of this two years of craziness, and the church— has got to be careful, Mike, that it doesn't get comfortable sitting on the sidelines. That's right. And Shelby and Chris, they convinced um, their church, I don't know convinced might be the wrong word, but they decided to say, you know what, we're, we're going to go out there and we're going to be the hands and feet. We're going to be a light in a dark world. They traveled 24 hours, sure. Mike, 
but they just didn't pick up garbage and make sense. They were putting flooring down. Yeah. They'll never forget that trip. Absolutely. Never forget their trip. Absolutely. Well, let's back up a little bit, Steve. You know, hats off to the church that supported them Amen. to send them because uh, that's huge. We don't do, we can't, we don't want to do this without the local church. Absolutely. It's so important because that's that's where lives are changed. Somebody's life gets changed. We want to we want to send them to the local church and and it, whether you're a, a volunteer or somebody that's been a homeowner but uh, the, the, uh, all that said the local church is so important to this ministry. So again, if you're a missions director or a pastor, youth pastor, or maybe you're just a lay person that, you know, goes to a local church and volunteers an hour a month. Uh, go to our website, 8dayshope.com, watch the video about our trip down in Laplace, Louisiana, and, and you'll probably see the Websters and their kids somewhere in that eight-minute clip. <laughs> sure will. But you'll meet some of the families that we served back then. And these are 7,900 families now, Mike, have seen volunteers with 8 Days of Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, please consider joining us. We ask people to pray. Pray for the ministry. It looks like it's going to be another crazy year with disasters. They're going to continue to come until he, meaning our father, comes and gets That's us, right? right? Um, secondly, volunteer. Consider doing what the Shelby did and what Kevin did. Volunteer. Use your gifts. You like to make food. You like to work on a truck. You like to do plumbing. You like to paint a house. Come join us, 8dayshope.com. Lastly, donate. You know, we have partners. They cover our fixed cost. Uh, we are still settling up our bills from Louisiana and elsewhere. You can mail in a donation to our P.O. Box, which is on our website, Facebook page. I'll give that to you in a minute. An easy way to do it is online. You can become a monthly donor. Go to 8dayshope.com. You can give a monthly gift. Give us just so $5 a month. Take one break from coffee from that that expensive coffee shop and just $5 a month. Become a monthly partner as Mike looks at his coffee cup. <laughs> of course, Mike, right? Um, but you can give monthly. You can give one-time gift. You can do that online at 8dayshope.com. Mel, check to P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, T-U-P-L-O, Mississippi, Three eight eight zero three. That was a lot. Mm, it's a. I, you just. I love the way it just. It flows out of you. Oh yeah, you sure. Have all that information. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look at all those notes you oh, have. My no, gosh, just yeah. kidding. Hey, um, go ahead. No, I just what a, what a what a great show it is. Oh, so good gosh. talking with Kevin. Love those guys, Shelby. I, I I gotta say what what an example. I mean, t- just a haircut alone. She's setting a precedent that her all 23 <laughs> yeah. students are, are looking at as well as others and what a leader you know what an example you know kids today want to see somebody the real deal and this is the real deal i mean i'm serving i'm loving i'm getting my hair cut because i believe in it so much my the, example these 180 leaders live in 31 states mike wow and they live in iowa new york and minnesota and wisconsin and carolinas and mm-hmm. mississippi tennessee texas and they travel on a minute's notice to serve with 8 I'm so thankful for the, the 45,000 volunteers, but we couldn't do it without these leaders, That's Shelby right. and Chris being two of That's them. Right. And yes, we let Chris be a leader, even though he is a Dolphins fan. More on that down the road, <laughs> but anyways. Mike, you got a big week coming up? You know, we do. Um, in the small business I have back in Buffalo, we, okay. it's a transition time, and we we facilitate students, and some oh, okay. are coming, some are going, oh, so we right. provide housing yeah, for May. them. People yeah. move out and yeah. move in. You're and right. It, it's, it's exciting. I have a lot of international students I love to get oh, to know and, okay. and share stuff with that, that, that Jesus is doing, and they're, they're really receptive, so I, I, I'm enjoying it. You know, people think you, you only are in ministry if you're at a pulpit or you're you know on staff at a church, but you know you could be in ministry yes. working at the coffee shop or being a renter um, of, mm-hmm. of, of, of 
places for international students. Right. Um, there's so many ways that we can use our gifts to be a light in a dark world. Right. Father, we just thank you for Kevin and Shelby. We thank you. Uh, Father, I thank you for Mike. Mm. I thank you for those who have sown into the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. I love, Father, what you are doing through yes. this ministry, not That's because right. of us, because of you, Father. We That's love right. you. That's right. we, we can't do this without you. We're going to mm-hmm. lean on you every step of the way. Thank yes. you, Father, for moving through your people. Be with us this week as we um, celebrate uh, a new season, as we prepare for a summer of tornadoes and flooding and hurricanes. Father, we hope they don't come, but if they do, Father, Mm -hmm. uh, we will be there. Thank you for your saints. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, amen. Thank you to a couple of our national partners, Destiny Church down in Florida. We love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And also thank you to Barnes Crossing Otter Group in Tupelo, Mississippi, and in other states as well. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.